For real this time. For real this time. For real this time. For real this time. <laughs> Maybe for real this time. Did you check all your other stuff? Is your output correct? I'm. I hope. I hope so. I'm surprised that me and me and Brian have been able to record a, a couple of these together. Um, you always give me trouble, fact, though. <laughs> it's every time. There's always something going on with my audio, or uh, what have you. I'm even adjusting my levels now just to make sure I'm not over uh, overexposed. Brian, your audio is great, by the way. Every I don't know how you do it. This is my voiceover. So, I, I I had to get it studio quality. So yeah, it's. I, I've been thinking about moving over to my closet. I, I want to start doing some some stuff on Fiverr or whatever. Just start getting a couple of bucks here and there to like hand jobs. Shill somebody. Damn <laughs> it, Brian! I was gonna say <laughs> Fiverr hand jobs. I will. Very quick response time. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta get it quick for it to really be worth your time. God, we're gonna get that going. I mean, you know, people are. People are craving contact and in quarantine. <laughs> and, <laughs> there is a market for it. Didn't, it, the, Jap- a gap at- didn't the Japanese invent that handjob machine that works through the internet? Oh, I'm, I'm sure they did. It's probably it's probably a Nintendo peripheral. <laughs> <laughs> Whole different power glove. <laughs> it's probably for the Wii. Oh no, it's a new power glove. No, <laughs> that's funny. Power grip. <laughs> Very, very intense experience. I'm thinking my audio is... What is going on with everything right now? Okay, that that should be perfect. All right, no more squares, except for me. Um, <laughs> we got this going. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll do a little intro music. Welcome to the Silent, uh, Silent Movie Podcast. Here we go, and we have our friend Andy Kirkwood and Brian McGinnis. Howdy. Now 30 minutes of silence. <laughs> was I supposed to actually <laughs> intro myself? Because I thought it was like a silent thing. Yeah, you, you really confused us there. I'm Andy. Yeah, that, that was the announcer that comes out before and uh, before the barn falls on the guy. Because it's been 15 <laughs> years since we've actually done one of these, I'm Andy. <laughs> it really has, yes. Uh, Thank, I am thanks for, uh, Mike blowing the, Thanks for blowing the dust off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's There's really... It's been a long time. The last time we did one of these was at the end of 2019. And uh, we're still in the same pandemic. Pridgen. It's not changed. <laughs> uh, yes, but I, I am Mike Pridgen. This is Andy Kirkwood. And we have, and I'm very happy about this because I, I wanted to have Brian on a long time ago, but I was insistent on getting people into our. Uh, my kitchen. I shouldn't say <laughs> studio because we're sitting at my kitchen. Uh, Brian McGinnis. Hello, hey, Brian McGinnis. Hello, Mike Pridgen. And Brian McGinnis is a uh, he's a a stand up comic and creates my one of my favorite podcasts, the oh. Playable Characters Podcast. Thank you so much. Yes, we interview video game characters on my show. You've done it a bunch of times. Uh, just this past week, you did one. You yes, played, you it was a lot of fun. I was, was the uh, who was I? I was the Mario Party planner, so I, right. I came on. I talked about uh, how the Mario Party games, the mini games, got made. I really liked and, you um, Ditto. Yeah, Ditto. That was the first one yeah, I did. Yeah, it was great. And it was great. When you and talked I about being in... sexually abused, <laughs> <laughs> I can see that now. Right. I can't look at Ditto the same way anymore. 
Oh yeah, or, or, another Japanese or most of the characters, I, or most of the characters I've talked to, I can't look at them the same way after I have them on the show. You know, like Qbert's a big cokehead now, things like that. Mario's <laughs> reputation is ruined. Well, he never comes on that it, piece of shit. He's yeah, he was, he's wasn't he dick. on for like a second when you cursed? He came you on out. episode one hundred. Yeah, he came by, told me to go fuck myself, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Real, real piece there of was, shit. <laughs> that that episode was a it was a Super Smash Brothers tournament, but you were like there at the actual we, we were, stadium. We were invited to uh, to commentate to do some color commentary on a live Smash tournament right in front of us. It was cra- it was wild to see in mm. person. How bad did yeah. that smell? It, 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 good question. <laughs> uh, very badly. Um, Bowser was there. Peach, you know, Kirby, a uh, lot, lot of some of the greats were all over the place then. Mm-hmm. We had a, a friend who used to go to G3 before it was invite only, and he <laughs> he said there was a, a smash. Um, or not E3? G3, uh, E3. 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 Yeah. A um, couple letters off. Got it mixed up with G4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so close. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he, he described the smell by the smash tournament as it smells like hell took a shit. <laughs> I can see, see that. Yeah. I can it's, definitely Yeah. <laughs> was it them or was it Yu-Gi-Oh that they... they Andy, I think, knows what I'm talking about. They, they instituted a rule where you had to be showered uh, to I, enter, and you could be ejected if you didn't. That it was, was definitely, a thing. That, yeah. I think it was one of the conventions. It was something mm-hmm. like, it's like, just fucking shower, please. <laughs> like, they, they, they tell people, can you please act like a human being for a couple yeah. of hours? <laughs> there was just like, just for a second. There was a convention that was 24 hours, and the hall never closed. And they had to tell, they had to stop doing that because people wouldn't leave. They wouldn't shower. Yeah. Yes, yes, I remember. I, I wish I knew what it was too. I, 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 I can't heard about remember. That also, that's insane. It's terrifying. Gamers, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Gamers. Now, speaking of gamers, we uh, we like to play. A, we used to like to play a game here on the All Serious Very Adult Podcast, um, which we never officially named, but we do have an official bell <laughs> that um, I'm going to have to lower in post because that was probably very loud. Yeah, it's normally a few uh, feet away from the microphones. You put it right up there. It's normally very far away. Yeah. Um, so in this game, uh, we have debates. So I actually told you both a few hours ago, normally I spring this on Andy right away, um, but I did give him time to prepare. Normally you spring it on and yourself, too. I do often spring it on myself. Uh, this, <laughs> where I don't have it ready until I... And that really tests my improv skills. Um, but this time I'm testing your improv skills, and the question we're going to be debating today is which video game character would be best suited for a hot dog eating competition. Now, I told you both this this question a few hours ago, but I said there was going to be a surprise twist. Yeah. So, if either of you chose Kirby... Or any of the Kirby characters. Oh no! <laughs> you have to think again, and you have to think quick. I did not. And it not. looks like Brian is unfazed. No, I, I did not because I figured you'd say that because that's that's just cheating. It's a good <laughs> thing I have. It's cheap. a good thing I have a backup. Yeah, he's a fucking vacuum cleaner. That doesn't count. He is a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah, but he's also very small. So yeah. I mean, how many hot dogs could he conceivably uh, lift into his? I mean, you saw Slimer body. In Ghostbusters, he had a bunch in his yeah. mouth That's at true. once. He really did. <laughs> it looked just like Kirby, kind of, just a little grosser. <laughs> looked like what Mike does on Fiverr. <laughs> <laughs> My hands are only this big, but your mouth right, is so. Big. Um, I uh, we we always give the uh, we we let the guest decide who goes first. If you want to go first, or if you want to throw Andy under the bus, or you, or well, I actually I'm just oh, oh so it's just oh, me versus Andy. 
Yeah, yeah it is me. So versus, it is you versus Andy. Okay. Uh, I will. Uh, I I have two, but um, I'm I'm still thinking. So Andy, why don't you go first? Okay, I'm gonna say that Link from The Legend of Zelda, specifically Link from Breath of the Wild, would win the hot dog eating contest. Wow, how come? I spent a lot of time cooking in that game, and mm. I produced <laughs> a lot of dodgy things that I forced yes. down his gullet, and he yes. did it with minimal complaint, and he. <laughs> In the middle of boss fights, too, he will scarf down meals like there's no tomorrow. That's true. Link has Link is a he's a bottomless pit of a fifteen year old boy. Mm. Just how Mike likes him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Voracious appetites. I love it. <laughs> Link, Link will be a uh, guest appearing on our 200th episode coming out uh, Monday, the 8th. Coming oh, out so cool. So you'll, Link is back on. Does um, he talk about mm-hmm. his hot dog eating days? He doesn't talk much. Uh, Navi does most of the talking for him. Mm. His, his he's old. Yeah, he's just, just he's, he's just, uh, just a lot of that. That's right. Um, <laughs> so, well, that's actually a great answer. And and here, here's why I have a little bit of a expertise in this. Not really, but sort of. I'll tell you why. So my really good hundreds, yeah. Yeah, my good friend, uh, Jeff Cerulli, made a documentary like seven, eight years ago called Hungry about competitive eating. Um, it's on like Amazon and Apple TV, I think. You can find it. It's great. Great documentary. And um, we all know that Kobayashi, right, and Joey Chestnut are the, always winning this thing. And Kobayashi is this little – I met him. He's a super tiny dude with a, with an eight-pack, and he's ripped. So it's like how the heck does he eat all these hot dogs, 70 hot dogs in, a, in 10 minutes, right? And you think, it's the, you, you think it's the big fat guys that do well with this, but it's really not because they can eat a lot. But the you have to train your body. You have to train your stomach. You have to train for weeks and weeks to stretch inside you so you can eat all this stuff. So that being said, however – uh, there are two ways I can go with this. I don't know if I if I if I can give two choices, or I can just give one. Just have oh, to yeah, pick you one. Go right ahead. So there's two that I, th- I think would be a really good competition with Link in there too. It would be a really good three way going on. Um, <laughs> the one which, which kind of goes against what I just said would be King Hippo from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. All right. Now King Hippo, I think would clearly. I think he could eat them whole without the water. He wouldn't dip them in the water. He would just throw these things right in his mouth because he's so big and his mouth is a giant perfect circle so i think he could really eat a shitload of hot dogs like mm-hmm. co- constantly i think he, he, he can keep going for a while the other one that i think would actually win though between these three fine competitors would be yoshi because oh. Yo- yoshi could, will just keep eating and eating and eating he eats j- whole apples oh. the size of your head <laughs> uh and once he has like six or seven, he just shits it out and keeps going. So he, he me- just makes eggs. He immediately makes room. So I think he's kind of like never ending. He can keep on swallowing the hot dogs, and it wouldn't affect him very much. That's a, a very solid efficient angle. digestive yeah. system, that Yoshi. I now I I, I do want to I, I want to throw a little twist into this one as well. Ooh. Um, wed bed dead. Oh, <laughs> which is a game I play on my show where we uh, yes, which is a game that we play oh, on uh, on the Playable Characters podcast, hope, uh, our version of F Mary Kill. Yes, yeah. uh, between all of the characters chosen here, so we got King Hippo, Link, mm-hmm. and Yoshi. Wed bed dead. Um, great, great choices right here. I think so. What I would do, I would wed. I'm going to marry Yoshi because. 
I love dinosaurs, and now I have my own dinosaur. Well, you know, we're together. We're we're we're, yeah. e- we're and you equal. get to ride on them. You get to ride Util- it. Wherever, it's utility, right? If I don't want to walk down the street, hey, can I just get a quick ride to the corner? We got to pick up some some toilet paper or something, you know, and I can ride my spouse slash dinosaur <laughs> down to the bodega. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bed Link here because Link looks like a sweet lady elf in some ways mm-hmm. so i think it wouldn't be too jarring and he um, can be an adult my internet connection well yeah this, this, this is adult link <laughs> not baby <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely adult link um and i think he, he, he will uh be a nice nice partner in bed and again he's very quiet which is great and then we'll, we'll, we'll have the dead king hippo here though because i mean come on dude no one no one likes you no one knows anything about you 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 moved to an island and called it your own. That's just kind of ridiculous. Bit of an ego problem there. So yeah, what a what a jerk. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna. That do. guy is. Yeah. And uh, Andy, what about you? Wed bed dead. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to tweak it a bit. I agree, King Hippo's got to go only because I never played Punch Out. Oh. Uh, never what? I'm only 26. It's a, class- it's a classic. My goodness. <laughs> classic. <laughs> I'm a young gamer. It's true. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to wed Link because I think he could protect me from all the yeah. people who are violating COVID guidelines. Mm. He's got that sword. He can keep me. He can keep me. Uh, keep people at, at arm's reach. And fairies galore. Mm-hmm. He's got yes. jars of fairies all over his house. That freak. So. Yeah, I've got the vaccine, yeah. but if that ever fails me, fairies. Oh, there you go. 26. And he can break pots and have any amount of coins. So if I'm ever short on pocket change, I just break all the pots I find and yep. I've got enough rupees to survive. And yep. I will bed Yoshi because uh, what Damn that right, tongue do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. He likes all types of hot dogs. That was actually that was me and Andy's first conversation. It's uh, that's kind of how he introduced himself. He was like, "You ever seen that green character from the Mario universe?" I'm like, "Which one?" And he's like, "Oh, you don't know." <laughs> and then he pulled out his wallet and he had a picture of Yoshi in a in a, in a locket. Yeah, <laughs> really. Back when I was 11 years old. Very strange, a locket inside of a wallet. <laughs> so that's very unnecessary, but. Yes, um, I, I we do have to declare a winner now um, for the for the first competition. I think Wed Bed Dead. Nobody really wins. No, we all um, lose. <laughs> we are forced to and choose let, some... unless Chun Li is there. That's it. Unless oh, Chun Li. Yeah. Unless Chun Li. <laughs> she she's been in the lineup. I think she was in the she lineup has been a few times. Yeah. Yeah, in one of the episodes I was in, she was in the lineup. Yeah, I do a random list right before I start recording, so it's always you never know who it's going to be. A Final Fantasy character, a Chun Li, a Mortal Kombat character. Who knows. Yeah. But I, in my totally unbiased opinion, uh, I'm going to have to give the win to uh, Brian McGinnis. Yes. 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 There we go. All Thanks right, for having guys. me, guys. Good night. <laughs> oh, is there, is there more? Is there more? That is, that is, oh, uh, well, I guess we have to kind of improv a show now. <laughs> <laughs> And now we take a trip to the Ad Vault to visit those who wanted to sponsor us but gave us a bad check. Hey. <laughs> hey, Andy. Bad, bad check, bad touch. <laughs> hey, Mike, what's your product? What you got for me? 
Remember the caffeinated eye drops that we had? Yeah, that my eyes still sting. You ever feel like you just need a little extra bite? Ooh, tell me more. Introducing carbonated eye drops. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you're just getting that itch, you know, you, your eyes are too comfortable, I guess. <laughs> Pop a couple of these bad boys into your skull and hit your day angry. With, uh, Furious. Burp me, what is out the, of your tear ducts. What is the goal of this product? The goal of this product is it's, it's probably for the people who drink self like like um the carbonated water. It's for those people who are like, oh coffee black, please. Yeah. Water <laughs> my water carbonated. <laughs> Car my water, water black. Bubbly, bubbly water. That's it, that's the whole product. Okay, so carbonated eye drops. Carbonated eye drops. Uh, now... Uh, you use these to wash out the caffeinated eye drops. At the yes. Day. Yeah. Uh, and, um... Do not put your contacts in this solution. <laughs> They'll come out but real nasty. But you can clean your eyeglasses with it. Yeah, you can clean your car not engine your with this. Not your contact lenses, but glasses, okay. Not your contact lenses. I've heard rumors of truckers having gallons of the concentrate in their trucks and using it to to clean grime out of their axles. I've heard rumors of kids butt-chucking this stuff. <laughs> yeah, in the, in, in the cool parties. That the I cool get, parties? The ones I never got invited to. Yeah, I was about to say, that's how we know. I was never there either, but I, I, know, I knew enough that someone was like, just don't call them cool parties. Yeah. And they, I said, okay. Don't tell them gotcha. we're butt-chugging <laughs> seltzer water. <laughs> Carbonated eye drops. Not for the... And, uh, fuck it, you can use cool. it. It's a shampoo, too. It's also a shampoo. <laughs> Caffeinated poo. With seltzer water. <laughs> Caffe Caffe carbon poo. Carbonated poo. Yeah, so, uh, Brian, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the Playable Characters podcast for those who, uh, haven't heard it yet. We are uh, the hasn't. yeah the slogan is uh, uh, funny interviews with real video game characters. We've been doing it for four years. I started off with three of my friends. Now it's just me. I've murdered them, but it's fine. They were okay with it. <laughs> uh, no, they, they've they've just you know m mutual split up type of thing. And uh, episode two hundred is uh, coming around the mountain on February eighth. Not sure when this airs, but. And we, I, did, I did like a whole uh, where are they now type thing. So I had 10 of my, some of my favorite guests come back on and just chatted with their, some characters such as King Bowser or the, uh, the WNBA Jam announcer, you know, people mm -hmm. like that. Um, and we always have, you know, real characters that you've done. You did like, Mike, you did ditto, a real Pokemon. But also, you've also you also came and did a mailman from SimCity one time. So yeah. I love when... My comic friends make up a character as well. Some things I've never, never even thought of before. Like one of the first ones we did, like one of the first made-up ones, was we did like a. Um, my friend Jeff played a uh, Guile's friend who was sitting in the back of Guile's stage jerking off. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a guy. He looked. If you look on Guile's stage in the, in the airport level, it looks like there's a guy in the back just kind of doing this. It's a guy back. <laughs> yeah. So dude, my friend Jeff, he goes, "Can I be that guy?" I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And he, it was just hysterical, you know. So. Um, and then I, I love when we just think of really, really silly characters. Like we had Mavis Beacon on, the lady who teaches yeah. typing. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, everybody back in the day used to get a CD of Mavis Beacon teaches typing. Used to come with your <laughs> with, with your with your uh, Pentium One computer back in the early nineties. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just really, really super fun to do. It's, it's all improv and ad lib the whole time. And 
you know, we play the Wed Bed Dead game at the end. I've done like live shows at video game cons, which is really fun as well. We've had friends dress up as like Mega Man or or, or Pokemon <laughs> trainers, you know. Uh, what a cool thing that you get you get to do that live, you know, and, and yeah. it's it's so much fun because it, it really is just like a forty five minute hour long improv game. Yeah, and I never did improv before, just stand up. But this is really, I think, mm -hmm. uh, taught me a lot about, about doing improv and uh, to keep the the uh, yeah. I'll, I'll write down a couple questions, but usually those don't even get a, get asked because mm -hmm. I, I always tell them like, wherever, however weird you want to take this, we'll go with it. It doesn't matter what yeah. you're, what you're saying. There are sometimes where I'm shocked at what the <laughs> what my guest says, and we just play along, you know. And I don't edit out the last. I, I laugh out loud. I, I don't give a shit. Like, it's uh, that was. It's, it's uh, you. You have to love the laughs. There was actually yeah. in Radio Archive Theater. Uh, not to take the spotlight no, away from you. I love your show. Uh, there, in, in episode four, there's a about thirty seconds where Andy. <laughs> is dying laughing <laughs> and he has one of the most infectious laughs ever that was a and real it was, reaction it was like, a real laugh he was just we were he was laughing we were going during the script. our session <laughs> yeah. at something that i wrote so thank goodness i was like all right cool that works that works but i ended up putting that laugh in into the episode like as as a part now the whole thing is scripted in case uh, anyone listening has well, yeah, heard you, it yet. you you're, yours is a very uh, tightly run ship uh compared to my you know ridiculousness but, <laughs> but it's so much fun it's, it is there's still a structure to it yeah it is essentially endless you, you can have any amount of video game characters right. or made up video game characters yeah and um it it, it, it it's really fun it's it, it's stupid it's silly it's uh like i said there's endless amount of material that we can do and i i have always treated it like i'm literally sitting there talking to Kirby. I'm sitting there talking yeah. to Frogger's wife. Like, I don't picture my friend. I picture who the actual guest mm. is and talk to him. Yeah, you just, exist. Just like it's a real person. Yeah. Yeah, it's like in that universe. You exist in the universe right. and anything that, and it really does go by the rules of improv and anything that is said is now true. Um, one of my favorite episodes yeah. is the um, the Sim City Mayor, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is just this guy is creating this horrible hell world where all these people live <laughs> under his authoritarian yeah. regime. I want twenty eight <laughs> stadiums just because. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all empty all the time. They're all empty. Yeah, I really liked uh, in that same vein. Uh, it was the first episode I listened to, the one that Mike introduced me to the show with. Was Anthony Mario? Yes. <laughs> which episode was, ten. Yeah, episode ten. Yeah. Uh, which just that was towards the beginning of building up the canon of Mario mm -hmm. within the show. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then we never had anybody do him, but then that's why we like people who were in the Mushroom Kingdom, such as yeah. you know Princess Peach, and we've had Daisy on, like people like that, or Bullet Bill. They were all just like. Like, like on their own, we were like, yeah, Mario's a real piece of shit. So we're like, let's let's just go with this forever, you know. And, yeah. then, and then we had Luigi on, of course, and he was great. And um, but yeah, it is funny. Like we don't really, you know, we don't follow too much uh, continuity. But when people do keep mentioning that, it's kind of funny. That's been a running joke for for two hundred straight weeks, almost pretty much. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> you amazing. only took you took a, a break um, right right after Calvin yeah, left. Yeah, and that was the first time you'd taken a break yeah. ever. Yeah. And even that wasn't very long. No, like a week or two. I just I just needed some time yeah. just to you know, just to kind of regroup. So yeah, you've really been powering through this for four years. I listened to that that episode ten with Anthony Mario four years ago. It, I was riding with Mark Riccadonna somewhere, yeah. and he said, "You have to hear this. This is hysterical." <laughs> and I think he was he was coming on. He, um, he, he did going to do an episode. He did the bad dudes. He played Karnoff. Mm -hmm. Um, the big fat 
guy Karnoff from the Nintendo game. And he also played Golgo Thirteen, a very rare, weird, like yeah. James James Bond uh, type of spy guy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's it, I, I love when when you know, like one of my favorite episodes is the guy. Like I, I like when I even think of like, oh, this would be a funny idea. Like we had the mm-hmm. guy who owns the car in the Street Fighter Two bonus round that keeps getting beat up. You know, you know, the mm-hmm. bonus round you just keep you just beat the shit out of that car for for thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah. So we had the owner of that car on. And uh, it's just, he, he's like, every day, this guy comes out to the parking lot and just starts wailing on my car, you know, so. And it's uh, and you would think that that couldn't be stretched out into a whole episode, but it really, it builds off into this whole universe. Right. Yeah, and that's what I love. That's why I like, you know, the comics are great and improv actors are great at this. And it's, it's such a fun, like people, like you've told me and other people have told me it's like their funnest podcast to do. Because you're, so you're, you're not being yourself. You're being, you can be as silly as you want. And I love hearing that, of course, from the from the guests that they have a good time doing it. That's why I've had a lot of repeat guests come on too, you know. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you can you can come on as whoever you want, and it's you can do different voices. Right. I did the Smash Medic. I came on. I talked <laughs> like this the whole time. I yelled <laughs> yeah. into the microphone, and that was right before um, everything locked down. It was. It was March. Yeah, I think was, it was. You were the last. Well, we, I think that was your last in-person mm-hmm. recording session. Mm-hmm. You told me. We, we squeezed. That in, was, we squeezed in four that day, just in case. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're like, hey, it'll be over in a month. This pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> that was March 14th, Some, 2020. Something like it is that. Wow. Really down As of recording, February 4th, 2021. Yeah, look at that. That's we insane. are still inside from that moment. That's insane. Yeah. And uh, speaking of inside, because you are uh, seemingly one of the few comics staying inside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? How, how has this uh, affected your writing? Are you still writing? Every now and then. Um, I'm still writing jokes and bits. I'm not really practicing them too much. I haven't really, I, I haven't done Zoom shows. I, I said no to that early on. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'll wait for it to come mm-hmm. back. Now it's been so long that I'm just like, fuck, maybe I should have done a couple <laughs> Zoom shows. <laughs> I'm so rusty. But, um, you know, I'm just, it, it's, it's stand-ups like the, my first love of every, everything. I love stand-up. I'll always love it. It's opened so many other doors for me, like this podcast, like, like, yeah. like voiceover and things like that. So, that's why um, it's great. It's what is what it's allowed me to think about doing and do. But I've you know I've I've done like to keep you know because I was on stand up. I did like that hundred and fourteen episode Ninja Turtle show during during mm-hmm. during the summer where I, I I reviewed every single turtle figure that I still have as a child. Um, and I like reviews all the turtles. <laughs> yes, it was an amazing theme song. <laughs> I sang myself. So I, it was like one or two minute long episodes. They were so stupid. It was it was like it was very Tim and Eric parody ish, badly shot, horribly edited type of thing, you know, uh, like on purpose. So, but that was super fun to do. So I'm just trying to find other creative ways to not go crazy while stuck inside. It seems like you can't have an idea that doesn't span a couple hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stop. And that's pretty good, though. I mean, you know, I, I uh, with the all serious, very adult podcast, we did, I think, what, 25 of them before we kind of just tapered off. Yeah. Um, Something like that. It's mm. hard. It's hard, man. I mean, we're, I was, we're, we're lucky to have, I mean, because I started the podcast with two other friends, Calvin and Olip, and uh, rest in peace. Mm. Rest in peace. And, um, <laughs> rest in peace. And, um, well, Calvin's a matchmaker now, right? Yes, for a hat. <laughs> he's a pigeon matchmaker for hats. In, in the canon full. of the universe. Yes, hats are full uh, boyfriends. Olip's, uh, he's a were squirrel, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, <laughs> he went on that the, journey. He went on that he journey. Was, yeah, he's from the Altered Beast world. He told us that he was a were squirrel and he went on a journey. We didn't even know. Yeah. He's short, but we didn't know he was a squirrel. So, uh, <laughs> he hides it well. And, um, 
but yeah, it's you know, so we had, we had a lot of friends between us that were all very funny. We had a lot of video game knowledge between us that were like good ideas. Hey, let's try this, let's try this, and it just kind of kept going and going. And we just really fell in love doing it. I just you know, just went with people would come in and just like, like I think the first like super weird character was um, I mean Paperboy was episode two, and my friend Dewey played that perfectly. It was so funny, but when my friend Dan played the Super Smash TV host. Dan Wilbur, uh, the guy from Smash TV, like just that's a crazy yeah. guy. I that love it. Yeah, oh, just, I love that episode. Yeah, <laughs> just just I love it. Just snorted coke the whole time, and it was like you know, <laughs> it was such a out there. Ca- I'm, I'm like, we have something really fun here. We, this is a really cool thing. And then we had yeah. the, then the uh, the Resident Evil house cleaner, um, uh, Julie Katakis, who's super hysterical, yeah. came on and played that, and she was awesome. So I like when when, when the comics just really go for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's just so much fun. Thanks. How do you keep track of the canon of the show and all these <laughs> odd characters that come in? Like, do you have like a Google spreadsheet or something? <laughs> no, I, we the only canon, we, the only continuity is Mario sucks. Okay, for the most part. But <laughs> if someone does come on and mention something, I'll be like, oh yeah, we actually had, you know, we had we had the Excite Bike guy on a few weeks ago. We'll just say, I'll, I'll I'll say something and I'll try to remember something if they if they happen to bring that up. You know, but overall, it doesn't. Like, we had a few guests, a few fans, be like, "Hey, one time you said this, but then you said this." It's like it's, <laughs> it's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. You know, trying to keep it lined up like it's The Simpsons or something. <laughs> right, where... it would be impossible. But cause it's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, season two. Like, hold on a second. <laughs> right, it's all in good fun. But if we do mess up, it's even funnier. Especially like most comics lose the accent like within five minutes, which is great too. They'll fluctu- oh, yeah. they'll fluctuate in and out of what they were trying to do, yeah. which is funny. Um, so. I did that with the Canadian Sims mailman. I was <laughs> yeah. in, I was in and out of it. Yeah. Oh, it's hard to do a voice for a long time. It is. Yeah. We had, we uh, the the, the um, Alucard episode, Dracula's son from Castlevania. Uh, Michael Falk, a super funny guy. He played you know, his very very deep brooding voice, but it's like it hurt him at like thirty minutes, so he couldn't really talk <laughs> afterwards. Um, but it's a good time, you know. Mike yeah. and I uh, we used to work uh, seasonally on a haunted trail. And uh, oh, we would have to do voices, and our voices would be gone because we were doing that for like five hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. our voices would be gone. Mike would be stuck in character, and it was really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Even talking normally for five hours, because I do a thing now where I'm basically talking into a microphone for four hours, like commentating street traffic and trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. I do a very weird thing, like doing that. And even doing that is just hard to do. For, it hurts your voice after a while. But doing an actual character or not your normal strained voice, I'm a voice actor, so it does hurt after a while. Like, fuck, I just gotta, oh, yeah. I just gotta stop, drink some honey, or whatever yeah. it is. So, yeah. Even just keeping up that enthusiasm yeah. in general, even if you're doing, you're not doing a voice or anything, it's you come out the other end of it feeling like, oh, I have a mild cold now. Yeah, there are times, yeah. where, there are times when the, where the sound engineer is like, "Pick it up, come on, you're losing it, come on, pick it up for me now." <laughs> I'm like, "Sorry, <laughs> please drink oh, your Robitussin," you know, trying to get off. <laughs> <laughs> I've already done two jars of honey. Can you please give me some insulin? Yeah. Speaking of Robitussin, I heard it's been bothering me for days. Did you do a Robitussin commercial? <laughs> yes, I'm the Robitussin bear. You're the bear. Okay. Yeah. I, I you, thought I recognized your voice. You recognize my voice from that? You recognize me from that? Yeah. What a real fan. Good to meet you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Andy texted me the other day, and he's like, "I swear, I just heard Brian in a Robitussin <laughs> yeah. commercial." It's, it's, you know, it's exactly so funny. What happened? Like every now and then, I'll Google Robitussin or I'll search Robitussin bear on Twitter, right? And most people think it's Ray Romano. Every commercial I've done, people are like, that, "That's Ray Romano, right?" <laughs> Everybody thinks it's Ray Romano. Um, sometimes I'll be like, it's just me. They're like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, sorry. Um, 
They also think it's Larry from uh, from Bob's Burgers, Larry Murphy from Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. Lately, I've been getting Patrick Mahomes, the, the the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, because he has a very weird voice <laughs> like mine too. Um, but it's they never believe it's me, which is which is funny. So they always think it's somebody else. Uh, and there's a, there's like this news anchor out west or something like that that people always tag him like, "Hey, good job on the Robitussin commercial." <laughs> I'm just like, um, excuse me, it's actually <laughs> so it's everybody but you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's gonna it's, be so confusing for that guy. <laughs> on my Facebook, like like the headline wallpaper once, I, I have it for a while. Many may still be there. I think I don't know. It said, "Uh, I go, like the I did the this Dr. Scholl's gel ball commercial like ten years ago, and um, it, it was like one of those Q and A websites. Like, who does the voice of the gel ball in Dr. Scholl's? And the first answer was like, it's Ray Romano. Like, so like very matter of fact, like I'm positive <laughs> yeah. it's Ray Romano. So I had that as like my background <laughs> for for years. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. I love yeah, that. It's a fun commercial. I, voice people acting like is it. just such a, a, an interesting world. Because, like, ten people do everything. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know if everybody realizes that, but it's, like, you look at the voice actors that, like, do commercials or uh, cartoons, rather. It's everybody. It's, it's like Tom Kenny, yeah. uh, Billy West. Yeah. And just, a, like, a couple other people. And there's a bunch of, there's, like, a group of video game actress too who the guy who did like you know nathan drake in uncharted and uh uh the guy who played joel in last of us you know troy baker and nolan north those guys get everything and they're very good which you know i'm not i'm not gonna fault them for it but it's like give someone else a chance man you know uh but yeah there are it is you know especially for the for the animation stuff it's a ton of celebrities it's it's uh, mm-hmm. it's hard for someone like me yeah, yeah. to get to get it but you know Everyone yeah. wants frank to, uh... welker's been doing everything since 1967 right, it's like yeah. move yeah. Out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> if you hear an animal in anything, it's probably Frank Welker yelling yeah. into a trash can. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you guys want to make Ray, Rom- Ray Romano disappear, let me know. I'll be, ne- <laughs> I'll be in the next no. Ice Age. <laughs> Ray Romano probably has the money to make somebody disappear. Yeah. And, like, have nobody question it. Definitely. And I'd be okay. He, he, could, he could arrange it. Definitely. Just, uh... Go on Mike's Fiverr and arrange it. Yeah, <laughs> find out. Yeah. The Fiverr hitman. That'll be on tenor. I think a little more. I, I can whack you off in two different ways. <laughs> <laughs> so you said stand up was was your number one. That's that's where you you came into it. So it wasn't voice acting first or the Playable right. Characters podcast. It was stand up comedy. I that's started, that's where you were. Started stand up in '04. I started voice mm-hmm. acting in 2010. Um, but in college, I went to Hofstra in Long Island, uh, from 98 to 02, my very first anything with comedy was I, um, the very first day of orientation at like the, I like the, you know, the club meetup, you're going to go meet the clubs on campus. I, right away, I saw this thing called nonsense humor magazine. And I was like, what's, what do you guys do? And they're like, Oh, well, we did, we're a humor magazine. Check it out. And they gave me a few copies, went home, read them. And I was like, Oh my God, this is, it was super funny topical like local stuff for the most part but also just like you know just very funny things and i remember i went to the very first meeting and i was hooked ever since so i, I was a writer the first year head writer the, or managing editor the second year head writer the third year and editor-in-chief my fourth year when i was a senior and we won i mean we won club of the year when i was a senior and every other club hated our guts for that because we were because we were a real shit club like we were we would make fun of everybody but jokingly in a nice way and we make fun of the president of the school and we got in trouble for that like all this stuff and we won club we had such a great year it was very funny and people actually really liked us we were popular 
And uh, like, like the Chronicle, which was the school newspaper, hated us because they're like, we deserve the club of the year. But we won it. And, uh, it was great. But that was like my first really thing with comedy. And I graduated in 02. And then it took me until 04 to finally get the chops to, to get on stage. Yeah, which was at Rascals in Montclair. That was my first time on stage in Jersey. That's so fun. Yeah. Are you, so are you from New York originally? Yeah. Like you've always been Ma- New York? Massapequa. Grew up in Long Island. Then I was past 15, 17 years in Queens or, or, or the city. But I'm back mm-hmm. in Long Island now during this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you passed over our border, taking jobs away from hardworking communities. I lived in, uh, <laughs> I lived in Jersey for like uh, three, four years. I lived in Wayne for a little bit to uh, for a job I had right before stand-up. Yeah. I never, ever was interested in drama or acting in school. I thought it was dumb. Like, but now I'm just like, shit, I wish I did that. Because I've done some acting stuff now, but I'm not that good. But I've been lucky enough to be cast on a couple of things. But <laughs> it's, uh, I wish I did it back then. But I always grew I never watched, I hated scary movies. I hated serious movies. I, I always watched funny stuff. My dad, like, forced me to watch The Three Stooges and The Marx Brothers and Little Rascals <laughs> growing up. And I just always loved that stuff. I used to love watching... There was a show I, way before you guys were even born, I guess, <laughs> called uh, Stand Up Spotlight on VH1. Mm-hmm. And do um, you remember that? And Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I, I wasn't around when it was coming out. You've but. heard? Yeah, so I, uh, yeah. Rosie O'Donnell hosted it, and then Bobby Collins, who was, was one of my favorite comics. He's super funny. He's still doing it. He's like 100, but he's like just hysterical, <laughs> this guy. Um, he would host it, and I would just watch that show every time it was on. I think it was like Friday nights or something like that. And it was my favorite thing. And then, like, because it wasn't much stand-up on TV back then. Um, but once I started watching more and more stand-up comedy, I was like, this is awesome, you know, and then got the balls to do it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in kind of another, I mean, we were in kind of another boom uh, right before the, the virus. There's just, it, it was kind of like in the 80s where any restaurant that had a little corner where they could put a microphone, they would do it. Yeah. Almost and, too many um, places. Oh. Almost too, oh, way too many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's entirely too many. I've done stand-up in some very precarious places. Oh, yeah, we all have. We're not too proud of it. All for a fiver. <laughs> like right all for a fiver. I went to yeah, a, there's. I went to an open mic with you in like the basement of a bar. That's oh most, gosh, that's yeah. most shows. That's like half the shows in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> it's and they're and they're packed. I know. It's sometimes like there's people there watching. I know. Yeah, but that was like it wasn't even in a city. Mm. We were just like off the side of the off the highway in New Jersey. <laughs> that's crazy. I got I, I got to remember where that is, but there there's this place in um in Brigantine. Where um, I, maybe you've been there, Brian, but the it's it's a pretty decent room, considering what it is. But where you stand, where the comic stands, is right where the servers come out. It's great. So there's a wall, and then these it's uh, called Lefty's Tavern. I've heard of it. I've not done it. But I don't think. Yeah, yeah, it's um yeah it's 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 a good place. But like the servers are always coming out right next to you all awesome. the time with awesome. like plates of food, and you're almost tempted to like reach over and grab a fry. Terrible. <laughs> as they yeah. walk past you. Yeah, we've all done the like. Hard, I, I did a. I used to live on Roosevelt Island in New York City, that little tiny island mm-hmm. off the east, east side, and um, there's like this weird, like Shutter Island, like mental hospital <laughs> there, right? <laughs> and I was at like the the only restaurant on the island on Roosevelt Island one one night, and uh, just hanging out. And then the owner, we were cool. And then he goes, hey, the, the guy who runs the hospital is right here. He wanted to talk to you about doing a comedy show because he knew I did comedy. I'm like, all right. And he goes, yeah, you want to come do a show sometime for the for the patients? I think they'd really like it. Uh, and I was like, okay, not really knowing what the hospital was. And it's, I swear to God, it was, it's basically, I mean, it, it's a very creepy, scary place. It's just, it, not for lack of a better term, it's just, it's, 
they're all kind of vegetables, right? They all just they're all just on beds and gurneys, just sitting. They can't move, can't do anything. And oh, wow. so me and two friends, we go on stage, and we're waiting in this big room, and they just start wheeling people in and just leaving them. They couldn't move. Leaving them. This, right? I swear to God. And we're like, oh, my God. We're all supposed to do 20 minutes, right? And we're like, Jesus Christ. So I go up there. I'm hosting the show, and I'm getting nothing, of course. And a couple uh, a couple of that, right? And oh, no. the only thing I hear is just in the background, like, <laughs> my man, like one of the orderlies that worked in the back was just like, was just like laughing, like cheering us on. But it was one of the – it's probably the worst gig I ever did. And the guy at the mm. end, the, the head, he was like – Trust me, they can't respond, but they really did appreciate it. It made you feel good for a second. Like, oh, it's like yeah. they, they really did appreciate what you did. It, you guys were great. But then when we left, we're like, never again. Like, that was <laughs> that was such a weird gig. Like, it was so crazy not wow. to hear any response at all, just like going to an empty mm-hmm. room kind of. But, yeah, so that was one of the weirdest, worst gigs I ever did. Yeah. I, I was about to ask that question. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's, there you go. <laughs> if, if there's one that can top it, I, I would almost I be scared. I always think of that one. It was so bad. Um, there's been plenty of times where I've like I've literally stood on the bar in a super loud, crowded bar because that's where the guy said the show was, and I'm telling <laughs> jokes, and everybody's mad, and there's other there's only two <laughs> other comics on the show, and they leave because they don't want to be the next ones up, and I'm like, so uh, where are you guys from? <laughs> You know, and it's like, why the fuck am I doing this? You, you, all right, we've, I, we've all had those gigs for some reason, and we still do it. Oh, yeah. If that was a regular, you, if that was like a normal job, you went to your job, and they were just like, oh, yeah, you're going to go sit in the fucking oven for, you know, just, just sit there, <laughs> turn it on, and we're going to throw tomatoes at you. Is that cool? They're like, I don't know. No, j- just once. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that ever. But like, it's like that feeling of just like, how the, why the fuck am I, why am I coming back? Why am I doing this? And they set you up for failure sometimes too. I I know you've done plenty of shows where you'll be doing a show in a bar and they'll have the game on. Yeah. And then when it's time for comedy, they'll say, "All right, and here he is, Brian McInnes." Yeah. They turn the TV off. Boo! (laughs) They start booing. They start booing it. Yeah, they get very upset about it. They're already like, "Well, hold on a second. Who is this guy talking about his dick?" Like they used to back in the like seventies and eighties, they used to have. Com- comedians at like strip clubs you know you always hear these stories of guys back in the day and they you know the girls be on stage all of a sudden they take like a 10 minute break for a comedian for a male yeah. comedian to come out hey so uh, this guy with his boner hanging out huh like what the what are you gonna say and then okay back to the girls <laughs> it's like yeah dude's gotta try to milk his viagra for the whole time waiting he's like all right come on come on finish up <laughs> that was pretty funny buddy yeah, i'm pretty horny <laughs> i mean that guy was all right but like <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous the stuff we put ourselves through all for a, a strip club show for real it's i there there's there's no benefit to this other than the fact that we need to do it yeah yeah it's i i had to step away for a a, a couple of years for health reasons mm-hmm. um and i actually just got back to it uh right before the pandemic yeah. i i had gotten offers i always turned them down because i didn't think i can handle it and i said you know what screw it why not People are uh, are dealing with this virus in China. It's uh, you know it'll never be here, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, I I ended up doing a show in front of like some two three hundred odd people, nice. and um, it was a charity fundraiser. And so I'm like, all right, well you know everyone's going to be excited for this, and there's a lot of people. No, everyone was waiting for their number to be called. Yep. yep they to see to... if they won that raffle. <laughs> They're there for the raffle. That's it. 
<laughs> so in between jokes, somebody you know would come up and knock on the stage, and I'd be like, "All right, now I'll get back to my jokes in a second. We have our winners, and then everyone gets quiet. <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, there's a place out in Long out in Bohemia, Long Island, uh, um, McGuire's Comedy Club, and the Friday or sa- yeah, the Friday or Saturday show would always have like a giant. It was like a you know, see two hundred people, giant like raffle PTA fundraiser type thing all the time, and we do it after the show usually, but I would always, you know, I, I, I'd usually feature there and I would always ask them to, like, hey, can I just do the raffle at the end? Like, yeah, sure, no problem. And I would just do the raffle, just make it fun because it's the most boring fucking thing. Seeing uh, <laughs> Johnny from the PTA get up there and be like, <laughs> with who has no funny parts of his whole body. Um, but I used to just like make it fun for him. Um, mm. So, but yeah, the, ra- the raffles are a big one. People are definitely there for the raffle, not the comedy. Sometimes. Oh, not at all. It's yeah. a lot of times, unless they're buying a ticket for the comedy, they are not there for the comedy. Yeah. Not only are they not there for the comedy, that is the thing they want least. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like Hitler could come in and have a book signing, and they'd be like, "I mean, I'll bite." <laughs> but that guy's that guy said the p word. <laughs> like, penis? Like really? You're mad at that? All right. I no. now what what kind of are, are are you I've actually never gotten to see you I know. um on stage. Yeah. I what what kind of what's what's your I, I I hate to say what's your style. Yeah, I know. People, um people. but who who were your guys and comedians and such coming up? Like who like like who did I like? Yeah. Like who like I, I um like I said Bobby Collins. I looked up I mean Ted Alexandro is why I think I'm doing stand up, you know. I love Ted. I think he's one of the funniest dudes. When I saw his Comedy Central special, then got to know him. It was just the best. So him, you know, Gary Gullman, Berbiglia, I think Chelsea Peretti, mm-hmm. Sil- Sarah Silverman are just hysterical. Um, yeah, people like that. I, mean, I, I think Gary Gullman is probably the the best comic right now. I think of all time, it's it's Chris Rock. Uh, that's my opinion. But right now, it's probably Gary Gullman. I, I, there's nobody funnier. Because mm. even Bill Burr put out a dud of a special, I thought, compared to his... He really did. Compared to his it's... monster specials that were, like, incredible. Mm-hmm. But Gullman is never... Gullman's never whiffed. Gullman's just... He's the best. He's so funny. He, and he's not as well-known as he should be. Yeah. Uh, he, he is gaining some notoriety now. Yeah. And, you know, he, he is starting to come up. But it's for a long time, he was sort of oh, just yeah. kind of... The, 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 like, the, the mental health special that he did like a year and a half ago was just which I went, I, he, mm-hmm. I went to the taping of that and um, it was just hysterical but that that kind of got him more well um, more well known thankfully but yeah he deserves everything he's 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 the funniest dude he's awesome mm. yeah is is who who could you compare your style to like who do you try to um, I think it is do you stay clean. Or yeah, I, yeah, if if I have to, um, I'm just my stuff's just very. Uh, people have called me the next Chris Rock a lot of times. Um, <laughs> no, um, it's just very dumb, silly. I I don't make anybody think, um, and I you know I, I don't love want, that. I don't want audience to think. I just want you to laugh. And people just like, if you don't get me, that's your problem. Like, no, that means you're not yeah. funny. No, it's it means, not. It means you're not funny. Just make people laugh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I just made a post about that the other day, and yeah. I I had uh, an angry response or two, or people was <laughs> like, well, you know, we're not allowed to say what we like. No, you're allowed to say anything you want to say. It's not right. the audience's fault if they don't find it funny. Yeah, no you, one's telling you not to say that joke. Right. You just. They don't like it. You're conscious to tell you not to tell so many rape jokes. They're just not funny usually. So unless yeah. unless you are Doug Stanhope or Jim Norton, don't don't even try it. Maybe because they're good at it mm. you know, for some reason. But you know. But <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, I I just want I, it's, it's quick, stupid, silly, observational mm. type of stuff. You know. 
I love that. that. That's what I I've set out to do with Radio Archive Theater. That right. was there. Um, he is Hank Dooley. <laughs> uh, Neil, it appears that I uh, am stuck in the vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that I, I rewound the. I wipe back to front song at least 30 times. <laughs> oh my god, I love that one. Why? I, I love that that's the thing. That it's I, disgusting. It was kind of it a throwaway so joke in the very end. It was so unexpected yeah. and funny. Like It was just, it was perfect. Man. <laughs> the synth solo really sold it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I put the... Because that was done in one take. I, I just, I wrote the song out, and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it, and I went back to front. And um, I... <laughs> It's just, it's that kind of I love that kind of stuff because it's like you said I don't want people to walk away from Radio Archive Theater feeling like they learned something. No, just you know it's just a, giggle for ten minutes. That's all. Yeah, yeah, just laugh at some dumb shit and 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 get through it. You know, it's I I've I've kept it purposefully pretty PG, um, just because it's I, I don't know I I just I want it to be as not serious and just r ridiculous and goofy and I yeah. went back to front as possible. That's why I did the turtle show. Like I have like family family members who know I like turtles obviously and did when I was a kid. Like eh, why are you doing this turtle show? I'm like can you shut up and fucking watch it before you It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke of a show, you idiot. Like yeah. it's a, it's a silly parody. Like I'm just like Leonardo sucks. Like he doesn't suck. I just I just chose him to be the the Mario basically of this show. Cuz I I, yeah. I I had like 19 different Leonardo figures, I think. Like they all like dress up in different costumes eventually, and each one I would just be like this one fucking sucks even more, you know. But I would be and yeah. I, I would I'd be like like I, I pretend I was the most renowned expert renowned expert of turtle figures, but I, I would yeah. always mess it up. I would call them the, the Ninja Mutant Turtles sometimes. I would just like I would do stupid errors like that on purpose. Mm. Um, and it was like the more I did, I was like, "This is actually really fun and stupid to do." Uh, yeah, so that's all. I, I think there's there's a big, and I don't think there's anything wrong with you know comedy that has a, a moral or anything. Not. But yeah. at the same time, it's just I don't know. It's not as fun to me. Yeah, like when you're trying I, too like, hard, like, like a yeah. Patton Oswalt or something. I you know I enjoy the shit out of that. Right, of but course. at the same time, it's like he knows what he's doing. And he knows how to deliver that, and I feel like a lot of people lose that, like especially at open mics. Yeah, um, you get a lot of people who don't lower themselves into the audience. It's you know they they want to. Yeah, it's baffling yeah. to see how many comics can't read the room and just don't mm. understand when a joke isn't working or all their jokes aren't working. They keep plowing through like you guys have been great. It's like don't even say that. Just no <laughs> acknowledge that you fucked up and that <laughs> you bombed. Mm. Like I've done it before. I'm just like <laughs> sorry you didn't like me, guys. I'll try harder next time. I'm usually funnier than this. You know, whatever it is, just make that a funny part. But when yeah. I see comics who just don't get it, it's it's the most cringiest thing. It's like, you're, you're allowed to fuck up. Like, not that you're supposed to bomb all the time because you're not, but people are just like, oh, I bomb every night. Like, well, that's not good either. <laughs> you know, like, you're not, <laughs> it's supposed to be funny. But you're allowed to bomb, but at least own it and just acknowledge it. Just move on. Yeah. It's no big deal. It, it, I, it, the audience is, most of the time, it's, you know, unless you're in a bar, they're rooting for you because yeah. it's, otherwise it's, it's yeah, awkward 10 minutes, for everybody. 15 minutes, yeah. 45 minutes of just silence where it's like, all right, we, we got this we got this guy on stage who's yeah. just kind of sweating. It sucks for everybody. They want you to they want they want to laugh, but you know, yeah. one time my my old roommate, my friend Jack, we went um, I was doing a show at Gotham, he came with me and um, he's sitting in the audience and the guy it was like a bringer show, it was a long time ago. And um, this one guy's just kind of bombing and he's really bad and nervous like, you know, and I see my friend who would, he would very be very very critical when he didn't like a comic. He would let him know. And I used to hate that. I'm like, dude, don't mm. say it, you know, all the time. But um, 
he I saw him sitting there just like kind of shaking his head getting mad at this guy on stage because he was doing really bad and then the guy had a he set up like um do you guys know what you call a blah with a blah you know <laughs> and nobody said anything and my friend Jack just yelled out no why don't you tell us like in, in the most frustrated like angry way and it threw the guy off so bad and I'm like oh my god it was hysterical when he said it because he just couldn't take any more of this fucking comic bombing you know but it was uh, like it was such a hilarious moment that I was like oh geez I, he's not with me you know <laughs> different guy we have two separate tickets <laughs> yeah it was great uh, yeah it's um, stand up is just one of those things it's, it's, it's sort of compulsory I I it's it seems like you are somebody who is like it, it's it's i hate to say a calling but it's 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 a compulsion it's it's an addiction it, it you know what to get up it's not an addiction because as in like cuz i'm not doing i people doing shows on a subway now people doing shows in people's driveways and i find it i find yeah. it kind of gross in a way it's like sad. it is it is so i'm not i was actually kind of surprised that i'm like i miss it a lot but i'm not like i'm going to go do that stupid mm-hmm. show like there's a couple rooftop shows that made sense, but there are people doing indoor stuff now. That's like just stop. Like mm-hmm. you don't like the subway show. That's sad. That's pathetic. I think if people are doing a yeah. show on a subway train, nobody wants that. Not a single person wants that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I miss it dearly, but I'm okay with waiting. And if I, I mean if I never do it again, I didn't see it coming. But who knows? A lot of comics quit, you know, or are gonna quit. But I mean, you never know what's gonna happen. I I think I'll be up again, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just have to adapt, you know. All... It, I it's it's one of the reasons that I I started doing the the show that I am hopefully going to put out another episode of. I have <laughs> some stuff written. Um, it's one of the reasons that I was like, you know what? Let's revive the you know, serious, very adult podcast for a second. Why not? There you go. Um, and I, you know, what a what a worthy cause to celebrate episode two hundred. Yeah. Of February the, uh, playable 8th. characters podcast. February right after the 8th. Super Bowl. Oh, should I release it as soon as the Super Bowl ends? Would that be good? <laughs> well, don't don't you think it's going to kind of take away from the Super Bowl's viewers? It if might you a little release bit. It might release PCP at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a dick be. move. <laughs> it might have Advertisers pay a lot to get the Robitussin bear on for 10 seconds. Very <laughs> 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 Playable Characters podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. Imagine I, imagine I had $3 million laying around to put an ad for Playable Characters right in between. Oh, my God. <laughs> right at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Brian McGinnis. Watch us get five new listeners from that. Like, fuck! I spent $3 million on that. <laughs> you know what would be great? If you, if you, yeah, you, you spent that money and you put, like, 30 seconds of stand-up on there. You interrupt the game for stand-up. Well, you know, I, I just read um, Howard Stern's book, his interview book, and it's excellent. And um, Chris Rock, you know, he had one of his Chris Rock interviews on, and Chris Rock was asked to do the halftime show during the Janet Jackson nipple uh, uh, year. Remember that one? And, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he had, was asked to come out for, like, two or three minutes, which is absurd, like... And he said, no, of course. And he goes, I, and Stern's like, did you want to do it? He goes, I didn't want to do it. It would have been a cool picture. It would have been cool to say I did that. But there's no way anybody, even the best of all time, could do mm. well on that, like, in that in in that arena. Like, that's just ridiculous yeah. to do stand-up at the Super Bowl. It's just, it's not an environment that's no. conducive to comedy. It's no. a, a, a comedy show barring uh hecklers is sort of a conversation between yeah. the 
the comedian talking and the people laughing. Yeah, plus I can't It's a back and forth. Just two minutes, what would you even do? But yeah, How do you say anything yeah. in that time period? I don't know. Chris Rock doesn't really do two-minute bits. No. <laughs> I mean, Jerry Seinfeld could come out and do a tight five. But Maybe, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's still, it, it's, it would be like Shea Stadium with the Beatles in 1965, you know? Apparently it was terrible. It's, people couldn't hear. Yeah, like they're, 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 people were just fainting and passing out just because they could see the Beatles and couldn't hear them. I heard they, they, they couldn't even hear because the speaker they just wasn't made for acoustics they didn't like ha- that. Yeah. <laughs> it was the first time that yeah. a show like that had ever happened, mm-hmm. so it's they didn't have the sound system to set it up. Now, you compare that to people now who can get a guitar amp and a rock band mic and set up four <laughs> lawn chairs in Central Park and yeah. call that a show. <laughs> yeah, It's uh, kind of crazy. But uh, everybody, please stay inside. Yes. <laughs> please. Yeah, we stay safe. Because comedy can't continue in a good way until we <laughs> uh, stop pushing these terrible shows in a bad way. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Brian, mm. uh, do you, I, 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 I always like to ask this. Um, what keeps you going back to the stage what keeps you going back to what you do uh creatively and and um it's um expressively god it's so dumb i feel like it's just what i do you know but it's such a dumb way to say it but like mm. i like creating something fun i like making i like the sound of making people laugh i love making my daughter and my wife laugh i just it's just something that i enjoy doing and when and i do feel bad if i don't if i had a bad show i don't just like fuck this crowd i'm just like damn i sucked you know, like I, I, that's my job is to make them laugh and it feels good. That's all. It's just, it's a, it's a, no one, if you've never done it, you can't, ex- you don't know what it's like. Like just the, and even, even the times when you just, when you're absolutely crushing and you're, every joke is hitting, even the setups are getting laughs. You're like, what is going on with this weird crowd? Like everything is killing. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had shows like that and it's like, it's a great feeling and it's impossible to, to, to get that anywhere else. You know what I mean? Like you can't get that doing a regular job you can't get that watching tv or playing a video game or whatever it's like that's so unique i think that's why people are so addicted to it and why it's such a mm-hmm. why it's such a terrible business model but <laughs> everybody wants to do it and the ones that have been doing it for a long time just it's hard to go away you know mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where it's i, I think there's a lot of gatekeeping in our community sure. where it's uh you know new people wanting to try things out I, I see a lot of resistance like oh you can't be a comic you can't be you got to be this to be a comic but yeah. it's you know i think the people who really care about it are going to keep doing it and the people that don't care about it just won't they'll, they'll fizzle away yeah they'll fizzle sure. out or they'll just stop doing it because it's you have to want it like you just said you have to feel good from it yeah if you go up looking for some kind of recognition you're probably not going to find it yeah amen Mm-hmm. So February eighth, we have the Playable Characters podcast episode two hundred. Yes, coming out. Longest we have the entire in history. No. I'm oh, sorry. it's the longest one. Longest podcast in history. Oh, longest podcast. Okay, <laughs> no, I was going to say the longest episode. <laughs> longest running kidding. podcast. It might Can be. You, it uh, might. It might be the longest episode I've done. Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got like nine or ten guests coming on. Yeah. Can, oh wow. Yeah. Okay. It's fun. Uh, can you give us any uh, exclusive spoilers? Maybe just a little, not not anything to give too much away, the, but um, maybe like a something that uh, TMZ can or... pick up on when this comes out. The uh, one of uh, talk about uh, um, obscure characters. I think episode like forty six or something like that. 
there was an old Nintendo commercial back in the late 80s with the rapping Nintendo kid. Um, and if you heard that episode we did, my friend Ken yeah. played that guy all grown up now. <laughs> and it's such a, he said, he's, he asked like, he's like, can I do that? I was like, yes, that's a great idea, you know? And he came back and he has three more rhymes and songs for this episode <laughs> that are the most ridiculous thing you'll ever hear. They're radio archive theater quality, bad and good. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Um, they're so, and, and he did a, um, okay. I'll tell you, he did a, his own version of uh, wet ass pussy, but I'm not gonna tell you what what his W A P stands for. It's hysterical what he did. Yeah, I love it. I'm so excited so for the uh, for episode 200. <laughs> yeah. uh, where 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 can people find you, Brian? The podcast can be found anywhere, any podcast app or playablecharacterspodcast.com. You can find that on Twitter and Instagram at playablepodcast, and myself is uh, at laugh at Brian on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Facebook too, but. Bleh. Facebook, Facebook's starting to like cave in now. It's People awful. are trying to jump yeah. ship to go somewhere else. Yeah, I tried TikTok and I immediately got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I logged in and a cop knocked on my door immediately. <laughs> Chris Hansen was there. It was it, it's creepy, man. Like it's such a weird site. It's such a weird app. Like I don't know. I don't get it at all. It's so strange. Mm. They're all the, just now. There is some good content. Up. Some. Yeah. Yeah. There is. A... Yeah, but it's it's so every girl. Everybody's just copying every dance. It's all stupid shit. Yeah, it's what is everybody's doing this? <laughs> it's I'm like everybody. That's a great thing. Yeah. Someone said that everyone on TikTok doing those dances looks like uh, fucking Doctor Strange opening up portals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all look like also someone's forcing them to do it off camera. None of them look yeah. like they're, they're they're looking like. Huh, is this, is, <laughs> it does. Is yeah, this, is like, do this it, right? Do the dance. It's so yeah. creepy. Yeah. It's so. It looks like somebody was told to do the Macarena without being told how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, just do your best approximation of what you think this is. Yeah. And I, and, I can only say that and, the more you engage with TikTok, the more you'll find the stuff that you like and the more that it shows you that stuff. All right, I hope so. <laughs> well, Brian, thank you so much. I'm I'm thrilled that we got to finally have you on. Gentlemen, thank yeah. you. Um, after all this time. You. you too, man. Yeah. I've been listening to yeah. you for years. Oh my goodness, got a boner right <laughs> and now. And I, I got Andy into everyone that I've gotten into this show is 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 very excited every time an episode oh, comes out. I love hearing it every Monday. We'll throw quotes back and forth at each other, so it's you've created something <laughs> that has that ex- exists in 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 the minds of uh, people like us. That's beautiful. If, if, that's I why what that says about the show. That's but, why I do it. That's why. Uh, <laughs> you're you. making us laugh, and you're not making us think too hard. Yeah, and. I love it, and thank you so much for that as well. Thank you, guys. It's been super fun.